Welcome back to the All Things Basketball Podcast. It's your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'm back with another episode of the Podcast Reaction Tour, this time featuring Freddie Van Vliet. If you heard the first Podcast Reaction Tour featuring Donovan Mitchell, you know that this is a series where I have you guys listen to some bits of a podcast where an NBA player was interviewed on, and I give you my reaction slash breakdown of the topics. I hope you guys enjoy this one, as it'll be the intro episode before I give you guys my Toronto Raptors analysis on the next episode after this one, just like I did with Donovan Mitchell's interview and the Cleveland Cavaliers episode, but let's get right into it. So on this episode, I have Freddie Van Vliet, who stopped by the Ball Don't Stop podcast to talk about a bunch of different things. The interview is about 52 minutes long, but as always, I'll only be talking about certain parts I found most relevant to the current season and relevant to Freddie Van Vliet in general. Uh, the link to the full interview will be in the show notes as always, so you can check it out for yourselves on YouTube. To summarize the interview, he talks about his backstory coming up in the NBA, the 2019 NBA Finals, Kawhi, he talks about some Kobe. He talks about some LeBron, um, his favorite player, who inspired him to play basketball, all that good stuff, right? Like how it is playing in the league and just a bunch of other stuff. Um, highly recommend this interview to you guys who enjoy getting to know a player outside of just watching them play. Um, side note, though, about this Ball Don't Stop podcast, right? It's a solid podcast and there's a good amount of content. I just don't like that the host cuts off Freddie Van Vliet as often as he does. Maybe I'm just nitpicking, but that's just how I felt after watching this interview all the way through. He he really talked at the same time as Van Vliet, just like way too often for my liking, right? Some might not think it's a big deal, but I just didn't like that, right? Also, the host just had to make it known throughout the interview how knowledgeable and smart he is about the game of basketball. And it just kind of annoyed me because it's it's really good content, you know? Um, so some of those things just make him look like he has a big ego. And I don't think I have a lot of parts where he cuts off Freddie Van Vliet uh, or where he's being talked over. But if you do check out the whole interview, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but anyways, here's Freddie Van Vliet being asked where he sees this Raptors team. And surprise, surprise, this is where on the first question, he's already kind of like... <laughs> talking over him and like cutting him off right yeah, but go ahead and listen to this nobody's really paying us attention you know what i'm saying and i think that's a great place to be because we've been there already and it's like all right just keep working we build it up let that other stuff you know what i'm saying work itself out and then in the playoffs anything can happen like i know for a fact pascal can average 30 in the playoff series yeah i know for a fact what i can do i know what gary Trent can do i know what scotty can do i know what og can do this so is up like, for grabs now yo any one of us make it happen or the right matchup or whatever it can it can go like that you just gotta make it to that point keep everything intact because the be, tides are gonna turn be Shit's healthy, gonna happen be healthy and then when that moment in that window happens for you you just you know you got to make it through and then this year we got a little bit more on the bench so you still so obviously you heard there freddie van vliet uh before <laughs> before the host jumps in and tries to throw in some extra stuff right to chime in to the conversation i get it you know what i mean like he's trying to add 
uh, so that Van Vliet knows that that he knows what he means, right? But it's like, just let him talk, man. Just like, just let him make his point, and then you go ahead and add whatever it is, you know. It, I get it. Like, if it's like a friend of yours or something like that, I guess it's different. But like, you're interviewing an NBA player. I don't know his relationship with Freddie Van Vliet. Um, it doesn't look like a like a good friend type relationship. It's just like he's interviewing an NBA player that that he's covered with his content in the past and things like that. Um, but anyways, that's besides the point. Um, obviously, Fred Van Vliet, he talks about um, just, you know, typical Toronto Raptors, uh, where they're at, right, compared to every other NBA team. And he talks about nobody really looking at them or talking about them. It's in typical Toronto Raptors fashion to be that team under the radar that everyone knows is deep, uh, can can potentially win like 48 to 50 uh, wins, right? They can they can win 50 games. Uh, it's a it's potentially it is possible for this team. Um, it's a good mix of vets and experience, right? To me, um, it's just you know, it's an interesting answer because if the Raptors team is at the same level um, as they were like before the championship, uh, before Kawhi was traded to the team then what exactly does this mean, right? Um, to me, it means that this team is still missing like a certified superstar or at least like a real go-to guy, right? Because the main big name on this team is Pascal Siakam, right? Obviously, he's got Van Vliet as the second in command. Then you have OG Ananobi along with the young star in Scotty Barnes, you know, new draft pick at center, which is Christian Coloco. You have Chris Boucher, um, you know, just other guys, Malachi Flynn, you know, I'm not really looking at the roster at the moment. I'm just giving you names at the top of my head. Um, but I think I agree, right? Like, uh, along, I, I didn't want that to keep going too long, uh, to listen to, but basically he continues to say that this is, he sees this team as like the pre championship Raptors team. Right. Um, but to me, um, they still need that final go-to guy, right? Like a Jimmy Butler, Maybe like someone at that level that can close the game out for you, right? Like just a certified NBA star. And maybe people feel like it is Pascal Siakam. Uh, I think that Scotty Barnes is still a little young for that kind of responsibility, as good as he is, as solid as he is, as great of a young player that he is. Um, but, you know, he's not battle tested yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he, yes, he was in the playoffs already, but, you know, kind of was hurt. And things like that, you know, wasn't a lot of experience, you know, still needs to get more, more games under his belt. Right. Um, I think that if they had a Jimmy Butler type guy, right, like a go-to star, um, I don't know again, if it's Pascal Siakam, I don't think it can be Pascal. Um, I don't think if he's your current best player that you can get out of the East. Right. Um, but I think this is a solid two-way team that's going to win a lot of games they can cause some trouble. They can make a lot of noise. Um, but yeah, that's just my my thoughts on on what he's talking about. You know, because yes, the team is deep, but I still feel like the missing piece still hasn't been put in place yet, right? And I could be wrong. This could be the year where Pascal Siakam just breaks out, right? Or or, or who knows? You know, maybe Scotty Barnes has a crazy year, right? All year long, and he becomes the guy for the Raptors, right? Or, or, you know, Freddie Van Vliet's always there. He's a solid player. Um, but I want to move on to the next part um, of this interview. It's around the 20-minute, 30-second mark 
I want to say, where the host asks uh, Van Vliet uh, just his thoughts on Scotty Barnes, what he thinks about him. But yeah, check it out. Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. What you see in this kid, how, you, how special you think he could be? You think he could be one of them ones? Yeah, for sure. I think he is. I think he is. I think it's just like we could we, we get to watch and see things every day now. So you it's see like, the real Yeah, so day. I'm seeing them. So it's like, it's not like, it's not blowing my mind like everybody else because i'm watching them like i know what this is gonna be when it's time you right. know what i mean i just will see i love one the, the main thing i love about him is just his character and who he is as He's a person dude. like i think more than anything that's gonna make him successful like you can be you know impressed with his his size athleticism pass and whatever however you want to slice it but his makeup in his in his heart and in in his mind is he's going to be successful no matter what. Now, how high that bar is, I don't know. So right. how, however great he want to be, I believe he's he can do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's just how I approach it. So if you're a Raptors fan and you really follow everything Scotty Barnes related, this should not be the first time that you hear about his character and just his focus in general. Um, everywhere that you can look for, whether it's interviews or just people that cover Scotty Barnes, all say just about the same thing when it comes to him as a person, talking about his mentality. You know, I mentioned an interview a few pods ago uh, with one of Scotty Barnes's trainers, also talking about his passion for basketball, his desire to improve, his love of watching film. This dude is 21 years old, and he's already getting praise for his mentality and his approach from day one, right? So to me... It'll be no surprise to see him become one of the best players in the league in a short time because he's one of the rare players that has the mentality to also match the physical tools that he has, right? Like he can really get the most out of his physical ability um, just because of his approach to the game. So I would say that Raptors fans would be really lucky, you know, that they were really lucky to have Scotty Barnes fall to the fourth pick when he was drafted. But then I look at the three guys ahead of him. Right. And even if we had the draft again today, right, let's say we're doing a redraft and, you know, remember how it went. So Cade Cunningham, then it was Jalen Green, then Evan Mobley, and then it was Scotty Barnes. So I think if we redrafted, I like Jalen Green a lot. I actually love Jalen Green. Um, But I think if we redrafted, I can safely assume that Scotty Barnes would get picked ahead of Jalen Green in some other order. Right now, I'm going to say this too, though. Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham are still awesome prospects that can still be argued to still be picked ahead of Scotty Barnes. Right now, I wouldn't knock you for taking Scotty Barnes ahead of those two guys either. You know, he's just that good so far. Right. And just projecting what Barnes is going to be like in the future is scary. You know, Um, I also wanted to kind of give a little more light on Freddie Van Vliet. Right. So here's a question. Also, on this interview, basically him asking him about the All-Star team. And you cracked out and became an All-Star. How'd that feel? Oh, man, it was just amazing. It was just like one of those things that felt too good to be true. Like, I knew that I had put together a, a season at that point, you know, 22, 7, 5, whatever, yeah, like yeah. winning. Like, I knew that I was worthy of it, um, especially due to injuries and certain guys being out. I felt like. I definitely had a chance, but I just couldn't believe it until I got to Cleveland and had my jersey in my locker and yeah. I got to, you know what I'm saying, do the whole experience. But I don't really like 
surprise myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm always thinking about what's next. And so now it's like, all right. So obviously you heard Freddie Van Vliet talking about making the all-star team and that it was really special to him. Um, obviously he has the confidence, you know, to, that, you know, just believing in himself. He knows that he has that all-star skill level, right? And I agree with that. I think he does have it. Um, he did mention something that uh, I do want to kind of highlight as well. He did mention that he made it due to injuries. And that's something that I want to really make a point of, right? Freddie Van Vliet is the type of player that he won't make all-star teams, right? Unless players are hurt, right? Which is exactly what he kind of mentioned how he made the last all-star team. Um, and he'll always be on that list, right? That comes out after the all-star votes are done. And you know what list I'm talking about, right? The list of players that were snubbed, right? Like the like the snub list, right? That always comes out immediately right after the voting is done, right? And they announce the teams. He is a skilled guard that gets things done though, right? He can score, he can pass, he's a vet, he's a champion, he's been there. He's in that like prime Kyle Lowry tier at this point of a player, in my opinion, right? Like he can definitely make all-star teams. Like if he makes an all-star team, you're not going to be mad about it, right? But it would really depend on who he he made the team ahead of, right? Because you got to think about all the names, right? Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, Darius Garland, Bradley Beal. I'm just naming guys that can end up in those guard slots, right? Tyler Hero, Tyrese Maxey, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Brunson, now on the Knicks, Drew Holiday. I mean, I can go on and on about how hard it is for a guard to make an all-star team, right? For either conference, but Freddie Van Vliet is nothing to be ashamed of to have on your team, right? The Lakers would pray for a guard with Freddie Van Vliet's skill set. And that's just facts, okay? Um, any guard that can drop 20 on you, right, and have that championship experience and have the confidence, can spread the floor, can make passes, like I said, he plays tough, he plays hard. You know, he kind of, he's like in the right place at the right time. He knows what to do. He makes good decisions. And there's going to be plenty of uh, breakdown involving uh, Freddie Van Vliet because I'm going to be covering the Raptors, like I said, uh, throughout this week um, and dropping an episode on a Toronto Raptors analysis after this episode, like I said. Um, but, you know, just Freddie Van Vliet as a player, he's an absolute bucket, right? And like I said, just one of those guys that's always going to be on the snub list, uh, unfortunately. Um, but if he does somehow uh, land an all-star slot, um, you know, it's like it, as a reserve, of course, um, I wouldn't have too much of a problem with it, you know, assume just seeing the kind of year, right? Because I like to see success too, you know, and the Raptors can really promote Freddie Van Vliet making an all-star team, even if it's as a reserve, if this team wins like 50 games, right? 50 plus, right? I would, I would really, and obviously he would have to like probably average like 20, right? Like we would have to that would have to kind of be a prerequisite as well um, because I'm not just going to give it to him because of wins and he's averaging like 17, right? Like to me, it would have to be like him scoring 20 plus and the Raptors winning a ton of games, right? That's how I can really see him in that reserve slot. But as from a skill set, just, just skill. If we're just looking at him as a guard in the NBA, I mean, he's as good as it gets without getting to superstar status, right? Like just a solid guard. Um, but yeah, I want to get into this last piece, right? I thought it was really interesting. Um, he kind of asks Freddie Van Vliet to kind of give some advice 
on being an undersized NBA guard, right? And I think it's awesome. So uh, definitely give it a listen. Nowadays, the NBA is all switch. It's all pick and roll. Mm-hmm. What advice do you give smaller guards? Because I feel like it's gotten harder for smaller guards. Yeah, but I think as like I've grown more and got older and like people actually come to me for advice now, especially guys that's coming up, I right. tell them all the same thing, bro. If you are six feet, six one and under, unless you are Trey Young, yeah, you need to be picking up full court. Being a pest. You got to be a problem on defense, causing problems, whether you know how to guard or not. Just fight. Right. And then you got to be able to shoot the three. Like everything else in between is is in between, whether you got a floater, whether you finish, whatever. But if you can't catch and shoot at a high clip. In today's game. As an yeah. undersized guard, like it's going to be hard for you to make a long career in the NBA. So obviously, Freddie Van Vliet explaining uh, the difficulties of being an undersized guard, right? Because you have to have like the highest energy on your team um, because other teams are obviously going to just attack you, right? Obviously, that's not something that that Van Vliet said, um, but, you know, he's basically painting a picture for the undersized guards coming into the league or the ones already in the league or the ones that are no longer in the league trying to stay trying to like get a spot now if you hear the rest of the interview uh, i didn't want that clip to run too long i like them to be relatively short um but he went on to talk about isaiah thomas also you know uh modern day isaiah thomas you know how he goes from being the guy to you know kind of fighting for for rotation minutes right like just for playing time um and it just goes like that right because when you're an undersized guard you have to be damn near perfect out there on the floor right you have to be able to shoot threes which is exactly what he was talking about you know whether it's catch and shoot whether it's creating for yourself and then you have to show value on the other end right being a pest um you know you kind of get that the first person that came to mind for me was obviously isaiah thomas um davion mitchell um, you know, guys that are like, you know, these guys are obviously undersized um, at the at the guard slot, um, but they can obviously score the ball, right? Davion Mitchell in his um, on his side, he's more of a obviously on ball defender, like a point of attack defender, um, you know, a pest. And then obviously he's developing his his offensive game as well. But he's basically talking about the advice for these guards is, hey, you got to be able to shoot the ball. Nowadays, no one's safe, right? One through five, all five positions, like, better shoot the ball, right? Like, you guys, just every position nowadays just has to be able to shoot at some level, right? Whether it's league average or just below league average from three, um, you know, shooting has to be a part of your game nowadays. And the only exception is if you're a just a rim-protecting, like, just rock-solid super elite shot blocker, right? Where you're just going to grab rebounds and you're going to play either drop coverage or you're like a switchable big. Um, but basically every position, right? No one's safe now, right? You can't just run around being just a defender unless you're elite, right? Like a lot of teams are running with just pure offense, right? And that's where you see the two-way players kind of shining more nowadays, right? Because they're valuable, right? More people are focusing on offense, than anything else. And so when you finally see a two-way player, you know, it, it swings series for teams, right? Like you saw in the Milwaukee Bucks series against the Celtics, Chris Middleton uh, not playing 
it's a two-way player that can shoot threes. You know, it's like it's like super valuable. So kind of went on a tangent on that, but you know, this team is gonna be fun to cover for multiple reasons, right? You have a lot of factors. You have uh the rising star in in um in Scotty Barnes. You have Freddie Van Vliet as the vet alongside OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. You have a new draft pick in Christian Coloco. You have Chris Boucher, who they got back. Um, you know, obviously another big for them. Um, you know, Malachi Flynn, who had a crazy summer. He's coming off the bench. Hopefully he gets more opportunity. Um, but as I cover this team more and more, you know, it's it's really going to be interesting to see kind of like the game plan. You know, I'm seeing, I've seen for a long time now, for the last couple seasons, Pascal Siakam at the five, right? And that's something that I continue to see this season. Um, I don't want to give away too much because I'm going to be talking about it on the next episode of the pod when I do the Raptors analysis. But yeah, you know, this was a cool pod. Uh, it was an interesting episode. Freddie Van Vliet, obviously not like a big name superstar, um, but it was the it was really the most recent Raptors player interview on a podcast I could find um, to keep it as relevant as possible to recent time, right? Uh, like I said, the link to this uh, video is going to be on the show notes so you guys can check out the rest of the interview with Freddie Van Vliet on Ball Don't Stop. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. I will catch you guys maybe at the end of the week with the Raptors analysis episode. This is the All Things Basketball podcast. I'm your host, Vic Lopez, as always, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.